0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read and recorded by Reynard's Dad. The Elephant's Child by Rudyard Kipling In the
1: high and far-off times, the elephant, O best beloved, had no trunk. He had only a blackish bulgy nose as big as a boot that he could wriggle about from side to side but he couldn't pick up things with it. But there was one elephant a new elephant, an elephant child, who was full of satiable curiosity and that means he asked ever so many questions and he lived in Africa and he filled all Africa with his satiable curiosities. He asked his tall aunt, the ostrich, why her tail feathers grew just so, and his tall aunt, the ostrich, spanked him with a hard, hard claw. He asked his tall uncle, the giraffe, what made his skin spotty, and his tall uncle, the giraffe, spanked him with his hard, hard oof. Still he was full of satiable curiosity. He asked his broad aunt, the hippopotamus, why her eyes were red. And his broad aunt the hippopotamus spanked him with a broad, broad hoof. And he asked his hairy uncle the baboon why melons tasted just so. And his hairy uncle the baboon spanked him with his hairy, hairy paw. And still he was full of satiable curiosity. He asked questions about everything he saw or heard, or felt or touched. And all his uncles and aunts, spanked him and it was full of satiable curiosity it was still full of satiable curiosity one fine morning in the middle of the procession of the equinoxes this satiable elephant child asked a new question that he had never asked before he asked what does a crocodile have for dinner then everybody said hush in a loud and dreadful tone they spanked him immediately and directly without stopping for a long time by and by, when he was finished, he came upon a kolo-kolo bird, sitting in the middle of a weight a bit thorn bush. And he said, My father has spanked me, and my mother has spanked me, all my aunts and uncles have spanked me, for my satiable curiosity. Still I want to know what the crocodile has for dinner. Then the kolo-kolo bird said with a mournful cry, Go to the banks of the great grey, green, greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees and find out. The very next morning, when there was nothing left of the equinoxes, because the procession had proceeded according to precedent, this satiable elephant's child took a hundred pounds of bananas, the little short red kind, and a hundred pounds of sugar cane, long purple kind and 17 melons, the greeny, crackly kind. He said to all his dear families, Goodbye, I am going to the great grey-green Limpopo River. All set about with fever trees to find out what the crocodile has for dinner. And they all spanked him once more for luck, so he asked them most politely to stop. Then he went away a little warm, but not at all astonished, eating melons and throwing the rind about, because he could not pick it up. He went from town to Kimberley, and from Kimberley to Karma's country. And from Karma's country he went east by north, eating melons all the time, till last he came to the banks of the great grey-green-greasy-limpo-po river. All set about with fever trees, precisely as the colo colo bird had said. Now you must know and understand, O best beloved, that still that very week and day and hour and minute, this satiable Elvis child had never seen a crocodile, and did not know what one was like. It was all his satiable curiosity. The first thing that he found was a bi-coloured python rock snake curled round a rock. "'Excuse me,' said the Elephant's Child most politely, "'but have you seen such a thing as a crocodile in these promiscuous parts?' "'Have I seen a crocodile?' said the bi-coloured python rock snake, "'in a voice of dreadful scorn. What will you ask me next?' "'Excuse me,' said the Elephant's Child, "'but could you kindly tell me what he has for dinner?' Then the bi-coloured python rock snake uncalled himself very quickly from a rock and spanked the elephant's child with his scalesome, flailsome tail. That's odd, said the elephant's child, because my father and mother, and my uncle and my aunt, not to mention my other aunt, the hippopotamus, and my other uncle, the baboon, have all spanked me for my satiable curiosity. I suppose this is the same thing so he said good-bye very politely to the bi-coloured python rock snake and helped to coil him up on the rock again And went on a little warm but not at all astonished eating melons and throwing the rind about because he could not pick it up still he trod on what he thought was a log of wood on the very edge of the great grey-green greasy Limpopo river all set about with fever trees but it was really the crocodile "'Oh, best beloved!' and the crocodile winked one eye like this. "'Excuse me,' said the elephant's child most politely, "'but do you happen to have seen a crocodile in these promiscuous parts?' "'Then the crocodile winked the other eye and lifted half his tail out of the mud, "'and the elephant's child stepped back most politely "'because he did not wish to be spanked again. "'Come hither, little one,' said the crocodile. "'Why do you ask such things?' "'Excuse me,' said the elephant's child most politely, "'but my father has spanked me, my mother has spanked me, "'not to mention my tall aunt the ostrich and my tall uncle the giraffe, "'who can kick ever so hard, as well as my broad aunt the hippopotamus "'and my hairy uncle the baboon, including the bicoloured python rock snake "'with a scalesome and some tail, just up the bank, who spanked harder than any of them. "'And so it's quite all the same to you, I don't want to be spanked any more.' Come in the little one, said the crocodile, for I am the crocodile. And he wept crocodile tears to show it was quite true. Then the elephant's child grew all breathless and panted and knelt down on the bank and said, You are the very person I have been looking for all these long days. Will, will you please tell me what you have for dinner? Come hither, little one, said the crocodile, and I'll whisper. Then the elephant's child put his head down close to the elephant's musky-tusky mouth. And the elephant caught him by his little nose, which up to that very week, day, hour, and minute had been no bigger than a boot, though much more useful. I think, said the crocodile, and he said it between his teeth like this, I think today I will begin with Elephant Child. Oh, this best beloved, the elephant's child was much annoyed, and he said, speaking through his nose, like, Let me go, you are hurting me. Then the bi-colored python rock snake scuffled down from the bank and said, My young friend, if you do not now immediately and instantly pull as hard as ever you can, it is my opinion that your acquaintance in the large patent leather holster, by this he meant the crocodile, will jerk you into the yonder limpid stream before you can say Jack Robinson. This is the way bi-colored python rock snakes always talk. And the elephant's child sat back on his little haunches and pulled and pulled and pulled and and his nose began to stretch. And the crocodile floundered in the water, making it all creamy with great sweeps of his tail. And he pulled and pulled and pulled. And the elephant's child's nose kept on stretching. And the elephant's child spread all the little four legs and and pulled and pulled and pulled. His nose kept on stretching. And the crocodile thrashed his tail like an oar. He pulled and pulled and pulled, and hitch-pulled the elephant's child. Nose grew longer and longer, and it hurt high osis. Then the elephant's child felt his legs slipping, and he said through his nose, which was now nearly five foot long, "This is butch for me." Then the bi-colored python rock snake came down from the bank and knotted himself in a double clove hitch round the elephant's child's hind legs, and said, "Rash and experienced traveller, we will now seriously devote ourselves to a little high tension because if we do not it is my impression that yonder self-propelling man-of-war with the armor plated up a deck by this oh best beloved he meant the crocodile will permanently firetate your future career that is why all bicoloured rock snakes always talk so he pulled and the elephant's child pulled and the crocodile pulled but the elephant child and the bicoloured python rock snake pulled hardest, and at last the crocodile let go of the elephant child's nose, with a plop that you could hear all up and down the limpo. Then the elephant's child sat down most hard and sudden, but first he was careful to say thank you to the bicoloured python rock snake, and next he was kind to his poor pulled nose and wrapped it all up in a cool banana leaves and hung it in the great grey, green, greasy limpo to cool. "'What are you doing that for?' said the bicoloured python rock snake. "'Excuse me,' said the elephant's child, "'but my nose is badly out of shape, and I'm waiting for it to shrink.' "'Then you will have to wait a long time,' said the bicoloured python rock snake. "'Some people do not know what is good for them.' The elephant's child sat there for three days waiting for his nose to shrink. But it never grew any shorter and besides it made him squint for oh best beloved you will see and understand that the crocodile had pulled it into a really truly trunk the same as all elephants have today At the end of the third day a fly came down and stuck him on the shoulder and before he knew what he was doing he lifted up his trunk and hit the fly dead with the end of it vantage number one said the bi-colored python rock snake you couldn't have done that with a mere smear nose. Try and eat a little now. Before he thought what he was doing, the elephant's child put out his trunk and plucked a large bundle of grass, dusted it clean against his forelegs, and stuffed it into his own mouth. Vantage number two, said the bi colored python rock snake. You couldn't have done that with a mere smear nose. Don't you think the sun is very hot here? It is, said the elephant's child, and before he thought what he was doing, he scooped up a scallop of mud from the banks of the great grey, green, greasy limpo po, and slapped it on his head, where well, it made a cool, sloshy mud cap all trickly behind his ears. Vantage number three, said the bicoloured colored rock snake. You couldn't have done that with a mere smear nose. Now how do you feel about being spanked again? Excuse me, said the elephant's child but I should not like it at all." "'How would you like to spank somebody?' said bi-coloured python rock snake." "'I should like it very much indeed,' said the elephant's child." "'Well,' said the bi-coloured python rock snake, "'you will find that new nose of yours very useful to spank people with.'" "'Thank you,' said the elephant child. "'I'll remember that, and now I think I will go home to all my dear families and try.'" So the Elephant's Child went home across Africa frisking and whisking his trunk. When he wanted fruit to eat he pulled the fruit down from a tree instead of waiting for it to fall as he used to. When he wanted grass he plucked grass up from the ground instead of going on his knees as he used to do. When the flies bit him he broke off a branch of a tree and used it as a fly whisk and he made himself a nice, cool, sloshy, squashy mudcat whenever the sun was hot. When he felt lonely walking through Africa he sank to himself down his trunk and the noise was louder than several brass bands. He went specially out of his way to find a broad hippopotamus. She was no relation of his and he spanked her very hard to make sure that the bi python rock snake had spoken the truth about his new trunk. The rest of the time he picked up the melon rinds that he had dropped on his way to the Limpopo for he was a tidy patchy derm. One dark evening he came back to all his dear family and he coiled up his trunk and said, How do you do? They were very glad to see him and immediately said, Come here and be spanked for your satiable curiosity. Pooh, said the elephant child. I don't think you peoples know anything about spanking, but I do and I'll show you. Then he uncoiled his trunk and knocked two of his dear brothers head over heels. Open eyes, said they. "'Where did you learn that trick, and what have you done to your nose?' "'I got a new one from the crocodile on the banks of the great grey, green, greasy Limpopo River,' said the elephant child. "'I asked him what he had had for dinner, and he gave this for me to keep.' "'It looks very ugly,' said his hairy uncle, the baboon. "'It does,' said the elephant child, "'but it is very useful,' and he picked up his hairy uncle, the baboon, by one hairy leg, and hoved him into a hornet's nest.' Then that bad elephant's child spanked all his dear families for a long time, till they were very warm and greatly astonished. He pulled out his tall ostrich aunt's tail feathers, and he caught his tall uncle, the giraffe, by the hind leg and dragged him through a thorn-bush, and he shouted at his broad aunt, the hippopotamus, and blew bubbles into her ear when she was sleeping in the waters after meals, but he never let anyone touch the colo-colo bird. At last things grew so exciting that his dear family went off one by one in a hurry to the banks of the great grey-green greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees to borrow new noses from the crocodile. When they came back nobody spanked anybody any more ever since that day, O best beloved, all the elephants you will ever see, beside all those that you won't have trunks precisely
0: like the trunk
1: of the satiable elephant's
0: child. I keep six honest serving men. They taught me all I knew. Their names are what and where and when, and how and why and who. I send them over land and sea, I send them east and west, but after they have worked for me, I give them all a rest. I let them rest from nine till five, for I am busy then, as well as breakfast, lunch and tea. For they are hungry men. But different folk have different views. I know a person small. She keeps ten million serving men. Who gets no rest at all. She sends them abroad on her own affairs. From the second she opens her eyes. One million howls, two million wheres. And seven million whys. End of The Elephant's Child by Rudyard Kipling